Would you say intro? Intro. Alright, we're here with the incomparable, motherfucking powerful Jason Canuto once again. Art director at Onslaught.com, powerful illustrator. You can find him at mpgh.tv. We're here live with Donnie Dubsy Knowles. And with the young and ice, we're talking about race relations, race wars, the term faggot, the N-word, and the B-word. Let's go. Let's get into it. I know it's good. So, Blonde, did you go pick up, uh, did I see you go right out and pick out Saga? I picked up Saga, Volume 1 mm-hmm. and 2. Oh, it's great. And I uh, picked up this book that I've always been wanting to get, this Paul Post Batman Year One. Oh, cool. Yeah. I saw the movie of that. I did not read the book, though. The movie? Yeah, they did an animated movie with uh, yeah. Eliza Dushku of Buffy the Vampire Slayer as Catwoman. Um and, which is interesting because I do recall her being a black cat woman in this also. Um, and uh, a lot of Jim Gordon. I think it was... Who was Jim Gordon? I think it was Brian Cranston as Jim Gordon in this. What? Yeah, in the animated film. That's Batman Year One with Brian Cranston? Yeah. Brian Cranston. Of Godzilla. You read any Batman comics, Jason? You used to that's what I was just gonna. Ask, I was gonna ask. How, how are you explaining the time? Because like for me, it's like I've been reading that book. Uh, there's like a, another book my friend recommended. It was a it was a stupid book, but not a stupid book. It was a good book, but it was like something you don't really quite just go out like, yeah, man, I read this. You know, the, the problem with our stars, yeah, you know, <laughs> these two kids getting cancer and dying. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I have been reading a lot more books, a lot more books on design, a lot more yeah. comics, especially the one that Don just recommends. Yeah. I haven't even read, I haven't even opened the page, I've just been re- looking at that shit on Google, and I'm mm-hmm. like, this is like, yeah, because you can't wait to get to it. Because mm-hmm. like, like, I went to uh, Forbidden Planet, and I got four books. No, I got, I got two books at Forbidden Planet, mm-hmm. and I've been just eyeing one, and then the other one I, I got... Um, Starship Troopers, uh, the one you see, and I got to like 75% of it, and then uh, my friend recommended that other book, and she was adamant about it, so I stopped to read it, but I'm trying to find the time to, to get to all these things, and there's never quite enough mm-hmm. time. How you like it, Starship Troopers, so far? I really like it. I mean, I thought, I thought it was great, because um, it, it's all from first perspective. Um, so the main character... Um, there, there's points where it kind of gets slow when he's at camp, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and he's kind of walking through the whole thing. And I just want him to, to get to the action because it starts, up, it starts like at present time and then it jumps back to, to uh, his younger years before he joined, um, you know, the military and became, uh, what is it, uh, what, what do they call him? Uh, I think they're called Starship Troopers. No, no, like his, his name of his section, like a... Uh, foot like a different the Marine? Foot, uh, foot soldier. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, grunts? Are they grunts now? Yeah. I don't remember what they're called. But uh, mobile infantry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it takes you back and then forward, and there are some parts that it's kind of dry. But I guess they're just establishing more character um, intricacy. Oh. No, that's true. It is. It is especially coming from a, from seeing the movie. Uh, you kind of expect it to be a lot more. Bug guts and action, yeah. you know, uh, and yeah. But I, but I also, like on the other hand, I, I think the book is sort of written 
ironically, to show the parts of, of, of being a space marine that don't involve shooting, you know? Like, the yeah. from when I read, he was going through his, his, his letters, and they say, uh, like, citizenship guaranteed with enlistment, you know? Mm-hmm. That really gave you a context of the kind of place that he's coming from and the kind of place that he's going, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and it was cool to see that stuff. The public lashings. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, what kind of stuff was that? But yeah, they did not get into another movie. It would be a good TV show, though. I think Starship Troopers. Yeah, it would be. There hasn't been one. I mean, there has been, but they've all been sort of like based on the movie stuff, so it's very yeah. like post actiony kind of thing. There so, is um, an animation, a three D animation on Netflix right now. You, uh, Roughnecks. Yeah. Mm. Uh, was it not? Not was it Roscoe's Roughnecks? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds so familiar. Felt like I've seen that. You probably have. I think it's it was pretty, on. Uh, I I started to watch it. Like I, I just played it because at first I thought it was a, the actual movie, the, mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't. It was a three D one, and I was like, ah, you know what? I don't want to ruin it because it sounds exactly like the book. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to see anything because like I've been trying to commit more to books than the movies because mm-hmm. obviously movies kind of really crunch in like you know you got you have about a little bit over an hour where a book you can read it for seven hours and get so much more content so I want to know all the content that has been taken out you know prior to watching a movie do you so do you so typically do you think you prefer reading something and then watching it or watching something and then reading it now I prefer I prefer reading something and then watching it mm, me too I like reading I like reading a lot <laughs> yeah. I love people telling me it. I love people spoiling shit for me. Yeah, yeah. a lot. Like I like when people are, you do. articulate. Like, he keeps trying to get happen. the. He keeps trying to get me uh, X Men: Days of Future Past. Yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to hear it straight from Donnie's mouth. I'm not even trying can. to like, go watch. Yeah, it. I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I can't. I was like, I could watch just like one scene and it'll ruin the whole movie for me, and not because it'll tell me too much, but it's a piece of the puzzle that I'm putting together as I watch the movie. Now it's like if I see a character at a certain point. Like, this character is with three other characters, but that character just died. Mm-hmm. So that means, like, like you know, I, I can stop placing that scene in the linear movie line. No, oh, yeah. No, and I totally kind of, you know, and I start to piece it together and it kind of bugs me. Yeah, that does suck. But I, I, I've, uh, like, take, like, normally I like reading things first. Just mm-hmm. because it's, it's really exciting to, when you can be that guy. Who's like banging on your friend's arm waiting for a scene to come up because you know it's gonna be great. Yeah, I know. But like, uh, something that changed my mind about it recently was Game of Thrones, um, which typically you'd want to read the books first to avoid all the spoilers and things like that. But I, I'm yeah. finding that the book is so slow and detailed that I really need to know what people look like first of all, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and then when you read something like that afterwards, um, you're only getting more stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. in the movie, you're always just like, oh, I wish they put that in, you know? Yeah. I, I, like, for me, I, I see it now as, like, saving time. Like, if I if I watch a movie rather than reading the book, I'm just trying to save time. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes... That's true. I do the same thing. It's like, would I read the book or would I listen to the audiobook? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, like, I find myself constantly being on the move, but I can't read while I'm walking, but I can hear while I'm walking. <laughs> That's so. true. I, you know, I put my noise cancellation headphones and I'll read and I'll listen to the audiobook, you know, and I'll get through like half the book in, you know, in one day while I'm going to work, coming home, back and forth. So between home, going to work, that's like 40 minutes and then coming back, that's 40 minutes. And then if I just sat down for another like hour or more, 
I just got four hours in. You know? That's true. You know what I'd love to do? I'd love to make, I'd love to produce audiobooks. You know, I'd love to, to get a book and then have it fully voiced, like every character's got a different actor, and yeah. then have like sound effects and music and uh, whatever, you yeah. know? You know, uh, the, the book, uh, The Fault in Our Stars, like the woman who reads the whole book does amazing with accents. <sighs> like, so she, you know, it, the, the main character is, is a female, so it, it's a good thing that uh, she, uh, a female was voicing it, but she mm-hmm. was able to change her accent so well. Cool. Like, there was a, a man from, uh, um, a guy from Sweden, uh, Sweden mm-hmm. and she got the accent down so well. And it changes everything because like there's a part where uh, um, this uh, this elder fellow is kind of really breaking down, mm-hmm. and she portrayed it so well, and I felt so connected, so emotional. I was like, I was like, this is so sad. You know, there must be like, there must be a resistance to acting when, yeah. when you have an audiobook because like, say someone is breaking down like that, and they start crying so hysterically that you miss the words. You know. Well, yeah, it, she's very clear. Well, like, yeah, no, nothing yeah, against this yeah. particular woman. I'm sure she's lovely. I'm just saying, like, it's interesting that we've come to a place where we have to have one narrator doing the whole thing. You know, you know how how people can sing talk. It's kind of like that way, like like you what know, do you mean? sing talk. It's like those oh, people yeah. who are not. Actually, I remember from Tenacious D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's kind of like it's like a half. It's like think of it uh, of it the same way with acting. Uh-huh. They're not full on acting, but they're just doing it enough mm-hmm. where you're getting the gestures and some of this other stuff. So it's like music, yeah. like right before the song. And yeah. And like getting the right pause and mm-hmm. like all that stuff. Because like I, I tend to read and sometimes I'll just go right over the period and just <laughs> instead of like getting that pause in there. But wait, that didn't make sense to me. Let me stop and, you know. Yeah, think so that it's, it's nice. Mm. You see, ever see that, uh, speaking of just. Off topic here for a second. Not really. Anybody see that Keen Peel where they did Lame Is? No. Oh, we gotta watch that afterwards. So Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna drop some of that audio at the end of this. Just for yeah. it. It's so funny. Wow. Oh, Keen Peel. Mm-hmm. Keen Peel. Yeah, Keen awesome. Peel. I gotta say, yeah. like the I mean, state I'm, of uh, the state of, of of sketch comedy on TV. Keen Peel's really raising the bar. Yeah. yeah. Salute to them. Mm-hmm. Salute to Keen Peel and all that shit. Mm-hmm. All yeah. the, the the Muslim. Skits and all the that. NFL draft. Oh man, that's that's killer, man. That was, what was it? The uh, the other one where he calls his wife a bitch. This bitch. That's he's right. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you tell, it. tell it. It's like two married men. Mm-hmm. They're at a, a situation together, and they're both talking about their wife in a way where they're trying to hide the word bitch. <laughs> so the wife would. It, uh, engage with the husband and yeah. walk away and then one of the husbands would look at the husband the other husband and be like this and turn his head like yeah. turn his head 360 degrees like this <laughs> so like all speaking like under their breath and yeah. trying to mumble loud that type of shit Ooh, that's good mm-hmm. and the whole time as, as it progresses each time they're kind of bad-mouthing their wives they're either they're a little further away from the actual home mm-hmm. so like they go from being inside so now they're in the, in the backyard on a tree, you know, like on, on a tree branch, just like, and I said, looking over their shoulders, back and forth, this bitch. And like, you know, and then it ends up them being in space. See, that's the thing about Key and Peele and comedy yeah. in general that I appreciate so much is that they can escalate like yeah. nobody else. Like the skit where they're talking about Batman and then they'll blow up. 
or something, you know, they, or, or or the guy who won't sit down and then he tur- and then he ends up crashing and falling and then turns into a ghost who won't sit down or go to heaven. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, they they always go as far as possible. Yeah, they layer that shit up, especially with the hats, and they try to outdo each other <laughs> with the with the uh, with the how new the hat is. Uh-huh. So like they'll have the guy with the sticker, and then they'll have the, another guy will come back. It'll be in the case in the, in the display, and then the next time the guy will come back, we'll have the sweatshop on his head. <laughs> That shit has me dying. I think my favorite Key and Peele sketch is um, the substitute teacher from the inner city comes in uh, to this uh, uh, like predominantly white classroom, and he's uh, trying to read these regular names in a fashion that he's used to. So he'll read uh, uh, a name like Aaron and be like, Aaron, is Aaron here? A Aaron, A Aaron, or Jacqueline. Uh, yeah, uh, um, go see, uh, Mr. O'Hennessy. O'Shaq Hennessy. O'Shaq Hennessy. Mr. O'Shaughnessy? <laughs> That's what I'd be dying. Actually, as three men, what do you guys think of the word bitch? Love because, it. I know you love it, you know, but like, up until recently, I would always, uh, I would always chat my friends being like, you know, you shouldn't say that. When we're at a bar and they'd be like, referring to the bartender, they'd be like, yeah, that bitch over there. I'd always be like, that's yeah, not cool. I, I do agree with that. But it, it seems yeah. recently there's been sort of an, an, uh, a return, like a taking back of the word bitch with like basic bitch and bad bitch and, and, and all this stuff. Yeah. You know? uh, new bitch in Azalea. There's just uh, it's, it's a trend. And I just want to see what you guys think of that. Well, have you heard uh, that Lupe Fiasco song? Which one? Um, I'm trying to remember the name, but he basically touches on the topic and the influence of it. Mm-hmm. How like a little kid would hear the word bitch, like, or his mom, for example, would walk around like, yeah, I'm a bad bitch, bad bitch, you know? And kind of like go through all that stuff. Now he's hearing it, and he loves his mom, so he's associating bad bitch with something good. Right. You know? And he, you know, he grows up to keep thinking that, and he ends up calling someone bad bitch. But that person grew up associating with uh, bad bitch being bad, mm-hmm. so it's like gets them in this kind of trouble, mm-hmm. basically. And and, and I, I thought it was kind of like a, a good point that you're trying to make about us and how we how we all have different association and how we should not call women bitches in any sense, either bad bitch or, or just bitch in general. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, especially I I don't like using it to describe somebody, you right? Know, like oh. Tell, tell that bitch to come, come through and give me my drink, and give me the refill. Sure, I, I'd yeah, like to kind of just use it as like a like an exclamation point, mm-hmm. in, in a sense. You know, like bitch, like what what happened to my computer? Right. You yeah, know? more like it. Like, used in the way that it should be used as like a insult, but not directly to anyone. Just more of like yeah. saying fuck than not saying because that kind of leads us into like even more. Like, uh, yeah, it's almost like, the more casual. It it's tough sense. though, because like right now, it, it is becoming really it's casual. Lexicon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's becoming a really casual thing to say. Like that's something you, because like a few years ago, you couldn't say bitch on TV. No. Remember that there's like an episode of South uh, of um, South Park. Mm-hmm. I think they did two episodes. One where they said shit, and then bitch. Mm-hmm. And like, oh man, it's like there's like a big thing happening. Like they're gonna say shit or bitch on TV, and then they did it. And it was like, oh. It's great, and then now they're saying double double shit or like double double bitch or some mm-hmm. shit, like just to kind of escalate it. And I think that was a 
that was a, a like a pivotal point where we just started to kind of make certain things okay. That's true. You can say shit on TV now. Mad yeah. Men said fuck mm-hmm. one time. No yeah. matter they said, or I think believe it was in the interact, the act of intercourse, as opposed to like fuck you. Yeah. But they said it on TV. And but that's that's a kind of like it's like a you know stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Like how far it's gonna get, you know, beyond the, the word bitch or the kind of things you would see. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as like seeing nudity and then it's like we're escalating slowly like now you see a lot more pubes or, or like true. you know certain cuts before like before you know it on you know daytime TV you don't have you know floppy I mean, wieners that's <laughs> true I mean that's true you it's know? censorship and all sustainable in a couple yeah. generations from now and then who knows Game of Thrones might have actual sex in there eventually you know and it's like a lot of things already do even we're yeah. gonna escalate very quickly man I mean do you think that's okay? To what? If if we get to a point where we can have sex on TV and say whatever no, we want, there's I, I mean, sex on what ABC? Yeah, because it's six o'clock. Let's say ABC. <laughs> ABC has a show where there is occasionally casual sex. Well, because the thing is, like, think about it. Like with, with our kids, like they're growing up with this being a norm. Mm-hmm. We grew up with it not being a norm, so we know the differences. Right. You know, they're gonna grow up with just saying bitch or fuck or whatever until. You know? And that's true. Like no matter what, like like we're in a weird generation where we're sort of caught between conservative old world and the new internet world. And exactly. then the next, even the the very very next generation that we're seeing, like people who are teenagers now, are so incredibly jaded to any idea of censorship. They're they're doing whatever they want. They're saying Pretty whatever much, they want. Yeah. And then you have to imagine the generation after that is going to be completely without reverence for yeah, these sort yeah. of things. Like what's wrong with panicism? At 4 p.m. Right? Right. Like, <laughs> 4 p.m. Because then, then you got Tumblr. Yeah. You know, who... Tumblr is... It's, you can't show any Tumblr site to any of your aunts. Yes. No. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's kind of what it is. Like, you can't really control this stream right here. Yeah. Even though it's like... You can put anything on it. Mm-hmm. And you have, like, your stream on, on Tumblr. Anything can pop up. Even though I tried not to go to the sites where it's like, oh... Exposed vaginas and penises and shit like that. I have like a, a specific I, thing I go to like Tumblr for. Like, would it be like good photography or like great yeah. architecture shit? Well, and, yeah, go ahead. No, what I was going to say is though, I do think, however, that 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 sort of ability to show anything expletive mm-hmm. um, is positive in a lot it of ways. Is. You know, like it a really lot. Is. Like for example, um, I think I think like size acceptance of women has advanced a lot because uh, they can just put themselves out there like that on Tumblr. You know, and just yeah. and self-represent in a way that's never been possible before. True. Self-represent. Right. Acknowledge yourself. But I mean, I, but it's it's a it's a thing though to put yourself on Tumblr and then put yourself naked on Tumblr. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of nudity. I remember one day when I uh, first went to Shiloh in like, like I think 2010. My art director. You know, sitting there, and I, you know, I was walking by, and he's on the Tumblr website mm-hmm. at work. And as he's scrolling, there's like some really cool photography, some you know, some like shots of of, of you know vacation spots. And then all of a sudden, I see tits. Sure. Like I'm just looking at your head. I'm just like I I completely appreciate this, but you're at work, and I'm thinking to myself like, that's not even safe for work. No, it's not even remotely safe for work. But it's that kind of environment, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I would think it'd be more natural here because we're mostly all men, mm-hmm. so a lot of us don't really care. It's like, hey, man, you're checking out some Tumblr sites. That's the best titties I've ever seen. Like, you know, and they start oh. to critique the, the breast yeah. value. Because I remember I sent, <laughs> I sent him like, and I love. Oh, 
it, it's it's hard because <laughs> like it's it's like man, oh, I love this. I so appreciate the the yeah. rest value that I'm looking at right now, and it makes me appreciate you because I see your quality in in, in, in the titty form, and I'm like, I agree. Yeah, I agree in the nipplage that is being exposed right here, and how the the, the artist yeah. on this gif is portraying it, and I'm like, but we are at work. Half of me is like, man, fuck that shit. But if yeah. we do have people, we do have bosses in a sense. Because mm-hmm. I was like, would would, Su- would Suki appreciate this? Oh, that's true. How but far you never know. push this? You never I, know. I think she would. Well, that's true. It is because she's open minded. It's very risky to have an open feed, but you could always control that with the hashtag, yeah. right? Because like, because like for me, and I would say for Matt as well, coming from 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 art school. Did you go to art school? I went to SVA. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, are we all? I don't know why we're all SVA, right? SVA, SVA film, though, right? Yeah, you are. Same well, shit. For, well, for us, we're used to seeing a lot of like uh, uh, new models for for artistic purposes. First year, to draw. Mm-hmm. First year, yeah. So for me, at a certain point, like that was normal. Like, I mean, in my country, um, I was I was I was already accustomed to a certain kind of nudity, mm-hmm. and to some points, I was slightly jaded by nudity because I had family members. Mom included, who would, would like to walk around topless. Nice. Weird, no, weird. It, for me, was weird. You know, as fuck, like trying to, you know, dodge that bullet. But I grew up slightly accustomed to it, and not only seeing it as a sexual object, mm-hmm. but also seen as a, seen seen it artistically. Mm-hmm. You know, like when like you see the lighting, like the one I sent you. That woman was proportionate, mm-hmm. like <laughs> amazingly so, mm-hmm. well lit, just. Well cooked. Well cooked. Just deliciously, deliciously seasoned. That's very classic. Uh, just you know, sprawled across that bed. <laughs> sprawled across the front of that truck. Yeah. <laughs> but it was beautiful. Like mm-hmm. at the same time, I mean, I can appreciate that. But I'm not sitting here saying, "Well, I got an erection now." <laughs> it's like, that's true. No, yeah, it's like, definitely not. But that's the thing. Like my whole process, I. Whether I'm I'm drawing or animating something or, or just trying to develop an idea, I do like to work with somewhat of a chubby. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like some something to get me stimulated. <laughs> I'm either doing push-ups or I watch like some type of nudity. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, it's like something to get like the blood flowing because I do think that helps. Yeah, a lot. And actually, and that, well, that's the thing. Your blood is flowing. Regardless where it's going, it's, it's like even though it is away from your brain, yeah, it yeah. could it could be though. That, you have to find that happy medium. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's definitely true, especially with the the the, the frequent subjects of your art, as we've discussed in the past. Speaking of the subject of my art, um, I tend to draw the undercarriage of the female figure a lot. Yeah. And last weekend, we, uh, my wife and a few of my friends, we visited this exhibition by Carol Walker mm-hmm. uh, she had an exhibition at the Domino Sugar Factory mm-hmm. uh, and one of the main pieces that was built in sugar was this mammy-esque figure in the f- in uh, position like a sphinx mm-hmm. and it's pro- approximately 30 feet tall and you can walk around this the entire figure so she has this beautiful arch in the back with an exposed undercarriage so mm-hmm. you see like that 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 monkey, that 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 camel, you know, with the, with the toes and the, the bare feet, uh-huh. and it's it, it was really tight. It was really cool to see because it let me know that I'm in, I'm going down the right direction, right? At yeah. least as far as like personal work, and 
a lot of people, like the friends that I, that I was with, did feel some type of way. Like they felt a little uneasy mm -hmm. looking at uh, this mammy figure naked. Now, is it, do you think that's because of, of, of the role or her body? The role. Mm -hmm. The role and the, the history of uh, black women in like early 20th century imagery. Mm -hmm. uh, especially with like the Anjumaima shit and like, just like that, the whole Mammy thing. You know? And that's true, but you would also never see them sexualized. Depends. Uh, like, you have like uh, examples like Sarah Barton, who okay. was like this woman that was like uh, dissected because like these uh, European folks, like, like, why is this woman's uh, ass so thick? You know, why are, her, why are her lips so big? Like, why? Like, they, they kind of like murdered her. Like a, yeah. They murdered her? Yeah. Like when you said dissect it, not like visually, like literally. Like they literally dissected this woman and try to figure out like why she's why are her proportions like this, you know? And like I was, and I was in the company of black women, mm -hmm. you know, and they're like like this kind of makes me feel uneasy, and they're kind of uh, yeah. letting me know their perspective on, on how they felt about about this whole thing. Mm -hmm. So it was like really great to see like the in, inside of like other folks, because to me it, I'm not necessarily numb to to the visual, but just like more appreciating like the yeah. fact that they're showing vagina you yeah. know the naked woman mm -hmm. um, in the form of sugar and molasses yeah, it, was, it was a beautiful exhibit you know if you kind of think about it we kind of do this roller coaster thing mm -hmm. if you go back into Greek times you know homosexuality was completely open yeah you know you would see nudes and stuff like that all the time it seemed like it was something like that what's yeah. up with all the, the statues of boys pissing <laughs> You know, I will say there is a lot of that, isn't there? Talk to that little boy. So, so maybe it was, maybe it was funny, though. Yeah, and it's like certain things were acceptable then, and I feel like that's kind of like how it is now. It's like we, we get into this roller coaster where we're very conservative, and now, like, now we have Tumblr and a bunch of other stuff. We get a new generation that's going to be less conservative, and then eventually maybe you're going to get that, that descent back down to being more conservative. Maybe that's how it's going to keep going. So you're saying, like, it's almost, uh, it's almost like, like, it's like the next generation, like this generation's liberals produce the next generation's conservatives. Exactly. Because like, it, it, feels like, it feels like it might be that case because like there's always some kind of cutoff. Mm -hmm. You know, because like someone will, will say something for sure. Mm -hmm. So there's always some artist pushing that boundary of like what's acceptable and what's yeah. comfortable for them. You know, they don't really give a shit about like what how you feel. Like I personally I love it when people react uncomfortably to like some of the stuff I do. My own wife, my my scale, my range, if my wife feels uncomfortable about some of my work, I'm on, I'm doing it right. You know, she's very conservative. Well, very conservative in comparison yeah. to me who's Which actually not giving a shit. Right. Mm. Shit's not giving. Do you think there's a limit? Like, when do we reach the end of exposure? That's interesting. Because James Victoria, one of our, yeah. our people that we, artists, the graphic designers that we look up to, just had like a, a talk about that. Like, what's the, how far can you really push your, your view on something? How, what's their name again? James Victoria. Okay, cool. That's all right. So how far can you push somebody's view on something? I think it depends on what view you're pushing. Yeah. And like how you deliver it. Yeah, then, then you're just... Waiting for the the critique, waiting for the, the the result and the response from that. I guess so. Like, what do you think? What do you think the end is? Do you think that the end is some sort of? Do you think? Do you think the extreme end is sexual or violent or real or no? Nah. 
Maybe it's like an intellectual extent. Like how esoteric can you get with the language? Like existential you know? terror. The real, yeah. When you say the real end, what do you mean? Like the real end? Like if you're thinking about, like if you're thinking about like what the most, ups, like the most disgusting, terrible, like reprehensible thing. Like if you if you went back in time to say the Victorian era, it would probably be pretty easy to pin down like what people yeah. would think is the worst thing they could think of. And then now we're so desensitized to so much of that stuff that it's almost difficult to think of the extreme. Hmm. I see what you're saying. I think uh, being overtly sexual is a little, it's kind of easier, easier to do that. I think once you get into the act of something like violent, Mm -hmm. like violence towards children, violence towards babies, and sexual violence, which is like on another thing, then then there's a... I guess maybe uh, it's like, where does it spill over? Like, as long as some of these things stay within um, the adult realm, mm-hmm. like we're not, you know, posting, you know, teenage girls to tumblers, which I'm probably sure they do now. But like, I guess like how you're talking about like a certain age. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a there's like an age limit um, where you know if 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 12 year olds become really comfortable doing mm-hmm. the shit that we're comfortable doing, right? I feel like that can start. That's like, true. We we are our 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 age limit of twenty one for yeah. drinking seems less and less realistic as time goes on. So yeah. it's, it's almost like a contextual censorship. Mm-hmm. So like it, I don't know, it could be, mm. could be something. Like so that. how long until babies are having babies? I wonder. Right. And babies have been having babies at least like around my way. But as far as like how many how long before babies are having babies on TV? Yeah. Uh, I think there's always going to be. Uh, some type of barrier, some type of person to say uh, when enough is enough. Like some type of older cat that's gonna be like, we can't show that shit, man. It might be me, depending yeah. on like what happens five years from now. It's like, that's man, true. we can't show that shit. What the fuck is wrong with you? But it may be like, we can't show uh, assholes getting plunged with with spike bats. What's wrong with you? But I mean, there may be a generation where that's like, like, that's cool, man. What are you talking about? That's we see that every day. A good example is uh, Game of Thrones, which mm-hmm. is known for being kind of push, like pushing the pushing the boundaries of what's okay to show. Sure. From people getting beheaded, from people being getting gutted. But there was this one scene uh, where I'm not sure I say. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that you know. With, but you better explain it for the. Uh, well, the layman. There's this one scene in Game of Thrones. Um, after Jeffrey, Joffrey. Joffrey, sorry, Joffrey, Joffrey Baratheon, King Joffrey, of the Handles. Yeah. Um, after Joffrey Baratheon dies, and he's on his deathbed, and his father, his mother, are next to him, and his father pretty much rapes the mother mm-hmm. right in front of his his corpse. Mm-hmm. That was kind of intense. It was. Like, even though they don't show a lot, you don't see any breasts, it's just the context of it all. And that could be those borderlines that maybe... No, that's true. Like, uh, for, for a show that really credits itself on disemboweling and, 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 and common nudity, the, yeah. the mere act of, of, of not, to, not to lessen this at all, but almost subtle rape yeah. caused more controversy than they've ever had. Because they, you know, they were... They, they they did show rape before, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, even when uh, the mother of dragons and Draco, Stormborn of first Targaryen, yeah, there he goes, uh, um, are married and he forced he forced him, uh, himself on her. But they married though. <laughs> yeah, but it's still rape. 
They married though. <laughs> nah, it's, it's still right. They they married. Does but the obligation of marriage allow the man or woman to force themselves upon their partner? Well, um, actually, I think beyond that, that's mm-hmm. a really good point because suddenly. All of a sudden, the internet is up in arms on something that's been a part of the show since the very beginning. Exactly. So what was it about this particular instance? It's the, to me, it's the fact that you have uh, incest mm-hmm. on top of rape, mm-hmm. on top of having sex next to a corpse that happens to be your son. And a so, child. Huh? And a child, of course. And a child. And I think that's, yeah. I mean, for me, that, that's there's a combination of those things. That made it not okay. But isn't that also why we're watching the show? Yeah, I mean, we'll continue to watch the show, but most people will take it back. But then maybe this situation that we're taken back by becomes normal. And then we'll have a new level. That's true. Well, who know? knows what that scene will look like in the yeah. Game of Thrones reboot in like 20 yeah. years. It'll be crazy. It'll be, it'll, it's like every time they take it up a notch. It's just like, it's, it's like human nature. You know, we reach a goal. Mm-hmm. Now we've reached that goal. We make another goal that's, that ups the, the previous goal. We always have to top ourselves. Yeah, we always have to top ourselves, no matter what it is. <laughs> Be it invention or malicious imagery. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, that will be when we stop calling people bitch and stop posting nudity to Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Or only do that. Maybe. Or only do that. That's when we'll go back, and that's 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 like <laughs> that's okay. Uh, so um, what is going. this Floyd Mayweather thing? Uh-huh. Uh, breaking news: uh, Ti approaches Floyd Mayweather at uh, some place. And swings at Floyd Mayweather, an accomplished, undefeated champion in boxing. Um, is Ti retarded, or does he have a goal in mind? Um, we would like to ask your view and points if you go to onslaught. Nobody. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, you can't reach us. Yeah, we can't, we can't reach us. <laughs> this show doesn't even have a name. We can't read. Ain't <laughs> hey, nobody got no phone. We are Metro PCS that we don't pay. <laughs> Man, why would he attack? Why would they possibly that, that, That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Let's jump back into uh, what would you call it? The lexicon of the word bitch. <laughs> there are other things that are really probably a lot more deep rooted, such as the N word. Since we're speaking to a young man born in Africa, a black man, a powerful designer in the name of Jason Canuto, um, what are your feelings about the word nigger? Yeah, well, uh, growing up in Cape Verde, we, we say nigger. You say what? Nigger. Negro? Negro. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's no, it's it, yeah. Because in America, depending on how they're trying to insult someone or if you're calling you a friend, you have nigger and then nigger. And that's, I mean, that's, I mean, depending on how you say you could say nigger and, and it kind of mean it in a funny way, but I guess it depends where it's coming from, who yeah. it's coming from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So growing up in Cape Verde, like we still had those. You know, 
Y'all have that word out there? Yeah, yeah. That, that word is everywhere. It's just, it's a, it's a I, I, I do think that word is kind of everywhere. In Brazil, ain't nobody, we going to them folks like Cape Verde. Yeah, let's think of that. You know? Cape Verde was founded on slavery. Mm-hmm. We were, you, our whole island system was used to trade slaves. Mm. So, I mean, I doubt that the word originated there, but it was used there pretty often. Sure. You know, so. So, what do you feel about it today? For example, like the taking back of the word bitch is yeah. is almost I it, like in today's context almost worse in some places than than how casual yeah that's become. Um, what do you think that? Number one, do you think that we're 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 past the point where that's uh, as bad as it was? And number two, do you think it should be used? In, in more reverence than it is currently. I mean, I, I feel like at this point it's so embedded in our language. I mean, it'll be kind of hard to kind of just continue the thing overall. I agree with that, especially when the NAACP tried to bury the word, which was what is that, that about? Uh, NAACP actually had a ceremony, a funeral ceremony, saying we're going to bury this word. Nigger, N I G G R. They had a tombstone and everything. That shit was done some they, they, somewhere. They have the word on it. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's like, yeah. What the fuck is that? that? Like, I don't understand that shit. Has but, anyone stolen it yet? <laughs> That's hysterical. That is a because <laughs> that, that would quite, that'll make that. quite the album cover. It would be. Wow. Would be tight. Man, you all. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think someone heard that. They'd probably <laughs> go ahead and do it. Everybody take that. Take that note. <laughs> In my experience, I ain't black. However, we all come from African descent to yeah. down to the microcosm. What? What does that even mean? <laughs> However, but like, I am, I grew up in PG County, Maryland. The most affluent, it's a suburb right outside of DC, Chocolate City. The most affluent um, uh, city, uh, most affluent community. What the fuck was I trying to say? Black. Uh, rich black people? Yeah. Rich. Rich in black people. So most of, yeah, exactly, essentially rich black folks. But it's it's a little, because like you're right on the edge of like Southeast D.C., mm-hmm. however, and that's like, like a, at the time, in like late, early, late 90s, really decrepit, like really slum-ish, kind of, but not like favela-ish. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So growing up in that town, I heard it all the time. I heard it from my my dad's friends. I heard it from, from, from a lot of folks. However, when I was like when I was like eight or nine, I always remember the, I always remember the term brother, like yeah. brother this, brother that. When I got to like middle school and when I got to high school, it was like, yeah, what's going on? Nigga this, nigga that, and then you hear it in like in our music, and I was like, okay. So I, I grew up like on rap shit, straight up. Yeah. So it's like I, that's where the first times I heard it, and I never really heard like the the the, the, ra- the racist, the hateful way of 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 hearing it until mm-hmm. like I got to like college. Yep. And I'd always hear hear of people like, like all the KKK. Like my dad, he went to school in Indiana, and he was like, "That's the first time I ever saw a KKK rally." And so I never really heard the N word in, in a negative connotation until like teachers would show us videos of people getting hit with the uh, with the water, with the water hose, with the fire hydrants, and all that shit. So. That word never had such negative connotations until like later on, until I got like a little bit more knowledge about it. Mm-hmm. But I do remember talking to older folks 
And they're like, yo, what happened to brother? You know, we used to call each other brother. It didn't even matter what the fuck he was. It was just like, yo, what's going on, brother? But nowadays, it's like anybody that's like 25 and under is like, nigga this, nigga that. And it's like, in music, it's like niggas in Paris. That's like a mainstream song. You yeah. know, and they just asterisk that. He's like, wow. Because in many ways, it's like, by saying it like that, we supposedly take the power away. But you really don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like the word always will have its meaning. You know, so I think it depends. It depends on the meaning, depending on the context. Me and my wife had a conversation about that yeah. as well. It's like I think in the U.S. there's a lot of hate and venom behind that word. However, there are a lot of uh, in a, the migration from Africans into like the the, the Asia continent. There is a, a population and a community called the Nagas that was really uh, prevalent. Then again, this is what I heard on a radio show going underneath a bridge. So, like, my knowledge of it isn't too in-depth. Mm-hmm. But I think that word does, and uh, examples of that word and situations of that word go back farther than, like, the Jim Crow shit. It goes farther back than, like, the, the European colonization of America, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I think regardless of the history, though, it's like... There's a certain kind of ignorance that if you if if you did not know that it, it pretty much doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So all the judgment and basis that most of these people are going with are just starting, I guess, at slavery. Because like you, when you were called a nigga by a white person back yeah. then, it was it was an insult. It's just like being called boy. You know, it's like in the same way it was it was a matter of insult. And then eventually you started to use a word as like we started to use the word, or let's say uh, uh, black folks started using the words because that's what they were accustomed to being called. So eventually, they started calling themselves nigga even at that time. If you seen Django, <laughs> you know, like black folks were calling each other nigga since when? And eventually, slavery was abolished. That word stuck, and some people kept calling each other that out of like. Uh, 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 what's the word like endearment yeah <laughs> term of like, endearment yeah yeah you know but yeah. you really do you really can't say that to strangers no you can't I mean you can I mean, you can you can't yeah. say that to white strangers I mean you could <laughs> you're black I guess yeah, it, it, I think it, a, a lot of the, the venom yeah. is getting getting lost yeah but I do think that's one of the best words ever mm, oh yeah. my god because because of the history involved because of yeah. the venom that it, that it generated that, that was was the catalyst of it there are fewer words with as much history yeah exactly and like now in 2014 it's kind of like flipped its script it's like colonizers told, called this group of people this to disenfranchise them and now the people that have been disenfranchised disenfranchised have, have taken that word and empowered that word so now nobody else can say that word but these folks and if you say that word you're getting slammed on mm. and I love just, just like the, 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 the real twist of that mm-hmm. my wife disagrees she don't use that shit whatsoever and she's right. from like the island yeah. of Haiti you know she's like black woman mm-hmm. see I, I used to like I remember uh, when I was a lot younger, I used to use it all the time. Like I, I couldn't even... I used it as much as I swore. Like, okay. it was just part of my lang- uh, lango. And, and little by little bit, I had to kind of 
just eliminate that. Mm -hmm. And and the reason why was because the environments that I started getting into was a lot more white folks. And I realized that sometimes the way I talk made them really uncomfortable. I see. So yes. yeah. I yeah, so I was telling him the other day, I was like, I, I I adapt pretty well. So I started to kind of like watch my my I wouldn't say my accent, but like the kind of words I would kind of like they shout. The only thing I don't or haven't fully eliminated is how much I swear. Mm -hmm. Um but I mean, I've gotten better at it. So you swear now more than you slur. I yeah, so much more. Like I, I like I rarely use the N word unless like I'm around people. I really really feel comfortable mm -hmm. saying it because like it brings back certain history. Sure. Because that's the thing. It's just like like I don't know. I, when I say it to to Matt, it's like it's an it's an endearment, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's not it it's not like I'm saying that of insult. But even when I say it around other people, I feel like that are not. They accustomed to it, yeah. They don't understand the context. Exactly. You curate it. Yeah, I so curate my you, words. So similarly to sexuality, where do you see the word in five generations, in 200 years? I mean, right now, it's like you have the word in songs. That's you got mine, you got mine, they're good. Greta Paltrow was 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 chastised for for tweeting the, the the title of the song as well as did Madonna talking about her own son, yeah, her white son, her yeah. white son, and her adopted Somalian son. Yeah, I feel like those are the two levels of, of white people scandal in in terms of that. Well, yeah, I mean, what's, what's I mean, other Sterling? than of course what's Mr. The, Sterling, but uh, he ain't used the he ain't used like these he ain't used. Unarticulated language. He was just like, "Hey, man, what the fuck you associated with Magic Johnson? Doesn't he have those AIDS? <laughs> those, those AIDS? I went to my synagogue and I prayed for him. Once I understood he had those AIDS. Mm -hmm. That's verbatim. And see, that is a guy of the previous generation. You know? Yeah. So, like, like what? Ninety. Where do we see the vernacular in the future of it's censorship? Does it lose its poison five generations from now? Do you see Iggy Azalea's Kin, her next generation is using that word with such looseness. Yeah, and is that okay? I don't. I mean, I personally don't think it's okay. Because, like, for for one thing, the whole behavior in Black culture mm -hmm. is that these words, like "nigga," "bitch," and certain such, or just like abbreviating a bunch of words or nicknaming your kids, and not fully educating them on the proper way of saying it is a downfall. Mm -hmm. mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, just think about it. Like, these kids are going to grow up thinking this is the proper way to pronounce things. This is the okay word to say. And then they're wondering why can't I fit well into, uh, into, into not, not society, but like in the school system or whatever, mm -hmm. like into the rest of the world. Like, if I, if I spoke in a manner that I use all my words correctly and I pronounce it properly, yeah. it's like, man, white. Mm -hmm. It's like that's how how it's perceived. Like, man, why are you acting white? Or it's like if I dress a certain way, why are you dressing white? Yeah, it's that like shit blew my mind. I so, was like, yeah, what the fuck do you mean? Yeah. acting white. Mom, I'm trying to be clear right now. Yeah, but you want to be like, yeah, I like this colors because I fuck with it. Ain't yeah. no way I understand. And it just sounds like a little like I want to be as articulate. And I'm trying to be as a little more yeah. articulate mm -hmm. as a designer when I'm presenting ideas. Exactly. I'm trying to talk yeah. about shit like that. Cause yeah, I can talk to my folks. Like that, like yeah, yeah fuck with you fuck with this, yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't, you yeah. can't go to a client like that. You fuck with this idea we got right here. <laughs> yeah, nah. Although, actually, I would like to touch on that. Um, one one issue that's sort of been a hot button topic recently is appropriation 
um, appropriation of imagery. People accuse Miley Cyrus of appropriating black imagery. People especially yeah. accuse Iggy Azalea of appropriating a black accent. Um, and and places like uh, like uh, here and Top Man have been heavily using Native American imagery. Um, yeah. And I was is it I was I want to know from you guys. Do you think that it's inappropriate for people to be appropriating imagery do you think it's inappropriate for people to be assigning behaviors to a particular race and finally um with the well i'll, I'll bring that up last but what do you guys think of those first two i think it's touchy because like i ain't black i don't look black i look either rican Chinese or white. Yeah. Like in my high school, folks thought I was white. Mm-hmm. Like when I was dating, like when I was dating ladies, mm-hmm. and they would tell like their older cousins <laughs> about about me, like, "Oh, you dating that white dude?" I'm like you. Plus, I'd be the only non-black person out of five other non-black folks in that school. So it's like people's idea of like what white people look like is yeah. really different. You know, like I didn't have a white teacher until I got the until I got to high school. Mm-hmm. All my teachers have been black women or like black males. So it was it was different. So my the way I am comfortable with talking, a lot of people like tend to they think they're calling me out on something. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, why are you talking black? Why are you talking white? It's like, yo, motherfucker, yeah. I grew up talking like this. I'm just trying to talk to you so you understand what the fuck I'm saying. Because I can be extra comfortable saying, cursing, and just be like, yeah, it's just like having PG County, yeah. DC vernacular, and that type of uh, 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 tone and cadence sure. and how I talk. Like, I think I'm a little bit more comfortable on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Because I feel yeah. comfortable with Donnie, like a motherfucker. Yeah. And we, we, especially with Jason. And especially, I mean, anybody that comes on this bitch, I'm like extra comfortable. Mm-hmm. But however, if I'm talking to, uh, if, I'm, if I'm talking to clients, sure. you know, then, then that shit, I do note, I understand and I recognize how I'm talking. It's like, okay, we're going to use this color palette here mm-hmm. because we want to identify this with this target market. Exactly. And, and therefore, we do, we want to identify this target market with the same exactly. idea that we're trying to produce. We have this uh, tactic of motherfucking what do you call it? Augmented reality. You know, it's, yeah. it's funny. Like, even from across the room, I always know you're about to talk to a client. Yeah. yeah. See it. Talk. See? So what do you think, Jason? What do you think about all this? I mean... I don't think it's cool to associate, like, with the whole Iggy thing, her... Love that you're saying. I think it's okay. Because, well, not the, not the way she, she speaks is fine to me. Mm-hmm. It's like where you grew up. It's, and she it's also... Like, the way it is, it's like, it's just like you grew up in the South. It's just, it's just like having an accent. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Some things you can't control. It's like you grew up in London. This is how you learn to pronounce your words. So can you imagine, like, having to, like, adjust... Like a, like a black person with a British accent. Mm-hmm. Like when they come to America, people are like, fuck, like, yeah. this, this nigga got a British accent. Like, <laughs> it's like, nigga, where you from? Like, mm-hmm. it's like stuff like that. It's like, it's, it, those things you can't help. And I, I feel like you shouldn't. You, you know, know, hit your elbow? Yeah. So it's, <laughs> you, you shouldn't do that. Like, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't think it's okay to, to categorize Iggy or say that she's speaking black. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's just like we have to go back. Of like, what is it? What does it mean to be black? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like and that's so. Old. What? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what people are associating. Being black is basically talking this way. Being being black is is being ignorant. Being black is 
so many other things that people are associating with what what it means to be black, mm-hmm. to have swag, to have this, to what your interests are. Like you gotta be, you you ain't black if you ain't into basketball. You ain't black if you don't like chicken. You ain't black if like you know. It's like there's just all kinds of weird stereotype. Yeah. It's like why you acting white wearing that thin ass yeah, shirt? What's that thing about? Yeah, that what's shirt kind of tight, about? bro. Mm-hmm. Like that shirt kind of tight, or like you know why you listen to to. Uh, Steely I'm Dan. To, I'm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I listen to Black Sabbath, right? You know, it's like I, I also Axel think Rose. It, yeah, it's like, it depends on who your influences are. Yeah, like a lot of my mentors are like black men, black women, and like they've. It's just like that's yeah. how I was influenced. That's how I was brought up. That's how I'm talking like right now because these are my mentors. I hear them the most, so yeah. I, I am gonna mimic how they are gonna say shit because they're successful and I want to be successful in the manner in, in which they are so mm-hmm. I'm going to rock like how they rock you know my dad does this my dad's very my dad's extremely like articulate mm-hmm. you know but he does have like this it's like a little bit of like a southern twinge and it's like a little DC thing he does like throw like some weird shit in there but like it's uh, with me it's like these are my influences can you tell mm-hmm. can't you tell motherfucker like come on how do you feel about it? Do you think it's okay? I, think I thought, first off, I thought Donnie was just red bone. I thought Donnie was like half black in this motherfucker. <laughs> just based off his thickness and hair <laughs> texture. Based off his thickness. Based off calf size mm-hmm. and hair texture. Well, I do have a nice butt. Thank you. It's a <laughs> um, personally, I think that we're getting to a place that we, or at least what I would like to see, is I would like to see a stop associating race with any particular personality trait because exactly. because those things used to be incredibly relevant 200 years ago 100 years ago when when your your race really was in a lot of cases indicative of of your upbringing and your personality because you were separated by continents you were separated entirely by your exactly. society that you belong to and now that we're at, like we're in New York City we're in America and and in in the land of immigrants, it's much more of an American culture that is affected by people who, who like uh, act certain ways, and they and they target certain demographics. But I don't think that someone's personality is, is outwardly like that is necessarily indicative of the way that they think. I think exactly. that everybody's pretty much thinking the same way at this point. Mm-hmm. And and when you talk about how people shouldn't appropriate certain imagery, one of the big things right now is there is. A lot of Native American imagery in in American fashion, like uh, a, a Top Man and H and M, and all these people are there's dream catchers and feathers and and eagles, and um, unfortunately, there are not enough living Native Americans in order to sustain the race, um, and you have to wonder what it's going to be like in a few hundred years, where there may not be any pure blooded Native Americans left. Um, and what do we do then with that cultural imagery? Is it insulting to appropriate it, or do we accept it as 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 imagery of humanity as opposed to a particular ethnicity? And uh, so, I, I personally think that the only way to to move on and and sort of accept us as like a one world species is to is to just open up. And and let anybody just be whoever they want to be. Pretty much. Yeah, let it rock. Yeah. What the fuck? Because like, I, I mean, for me, uh, I feel like a lot of people make these judgments based on ignorance. Or like, sorry, 
a lot of these people who are using these designs or uh, Indian uh, Indian heritage and, and Washington and Redskins, Ryan. yeah, like yeah, excellent. Love that. First See, off, that is offensive though. I mean, no, that's that's oh, a little different. Yes, that's yeah. <laughs> offensive. Let's let's talk about that. I mean, you have yeah, sports segment. It's like just like flip it, like you know, flip it like how? Like Watch for example, uh, spear chuckers. Yo, like a good example. I used to be like, yo, that's mad gay. Mm, Nigga, you gay. But and, and if saying you gay, I'm trying to insult you. And I have a lot of gay friends. I'm still trying to insult you. Yeah. <laughs> I say that shit's gay. That's gay. You soft. Yeah. You weak. And however, yeah, keep going. So, so like with with stuff like that, it's like I started to to kind of like because you grow up hearing it, so it seems normal. It falls off the tongue. But then it's like, all right, trying to flip that word gay with something else. Like, I mean. That's so why we just gotta be like a little bit more articulate with yeah. this shit. Imagine like you insulting people like, yo, it doesn't matter who they are, like, wow, that's mad black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, like even hearing that, it's like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, yeah. Can you articulate yeah. on that bitch? You know, it's just like, for me, that helped me kind of get perspective mm-hmm. on how I'm, I'm offending people. You know, it's just like, like for me to say that's mad gay, it's like, I don't say anymore. Like, I try, I try not to say it. It's like, yo, that's whack. Because interesting, you know what I mean? Like, because I was around that? some 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 of my gay friends, and like, it slipped out. Like, yeah, that's mad gay. Mm. And then it's like they're gay. It's like, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah, no, I, I feel you because so, I, I don't necessarily use like the term gay. I love the word faggot. Oh man, I love that shit. It's like, man, that's some faggot ass shit right there, and I use that. As like an explanation point, not to describe a particular person, but to probably describe like a situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, go ahead with that faggot ass shit, man. You what seen, is that? You seen that? What was it? The South Park episode? Mm-hmm. The, the whole skip out uh, the, the word faggot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be like a bag of sticks or something yeah, like, like that? Yeah, like a fag was like, what was it? The cigarettes. Yeah. Well, it's like the meaning of it changed over time. Mm-hmm. Now, faggot means. Harley writers now. <laughs> it means what? No, it's just like from 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 the, the oh yeah, skit. The skit. Yeah. Well, and 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 that is a word that is it, it maybe evolved, but not in the same way that that certain racial slurs have, where yeah. where where faggot is still pretty much seen exclusively negatively. Yeah. You know, um, it has evolved, but only it's never been positive. You know. Yeah. Ain't no endearment. Notions. Come Man. along when you say somebody's a faggot, or would you just use that mm-hmm. in general? Like I don't use that. I don't use the term faggot in a positive light as a term of endearment. I use mm-hmm. that as in a way. It's like yo, yeah. you're fucking up right now. Well, that's like really not as not only, as strong as I would like it to be. Yeah, the only the only real the only real modern use I've I've heard of it like that is. Um, Fag hags, which it's are, but that's that's a, a term used to describe heterosexuals, heterosexual women who hang out with gay people. So it's a little different. Well, I mean, I don't see any of these words kind of disappearing anytime soon. No, and who knows what we'll come up with when our alien brothers and sisters come to visit us on planet Earth. <laughs> Could you imagine? Just like an alien coming through, just trying to understand yeah. the lexicon yeah. that is like the. The language of Earth, mm-hmm. and you're coming across these words like faggot, naka, and the different 
uh, terms of, of the N-word mm-hmm. that come about, you know, because that's mm-hmm. what, to me, like, what's, what's cool about the N-word is just, like, the different spelling, uh, phonetic ways mm-hmm. of delivering that word and the different deliveries and how none of that, half of that shit ain't even in the dictionary. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, you either just know that shit or you just don't know that shit and you end up on the ground bleeding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been in- an incredibly insightful talk i think on prejudice and 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 uh lexicons and vernacular and all sorts of things i think i have to uh i have to run to this stargazing event where are you going Intrep- i'm going to the intrepid which i've never been before mm-hmm. um they're having a night of stargazing with local oh. astronomers i'm hoping dr tyson will be there oh. um let's hope the spirit of carl sagan's there <laughs> i'm sure it will be uh, and plus the uh, space shuttle Enterprise is there, which I've never seen before, and I would absolutely yeah. love to. Um, so I'm dressed in my science blues today. Yeah, no, the, uh, the badge. The badge. I, got my, I got my Starfleet badge. You know, new J.J. Abrams edition with the engraved three circles. Um, but I digress. Uh, this has been whatever this is called. Jason, where may people find you? Anywhere. Just spell my name D J E I S O N. And you'll probably find me. I imagine that's incredibly Googleable. It's Google. You'll, you'll find a few, you know. What's your website? Plug yourself. Uh, you can find me at Facebook. Just spell my name and last name C A N U T O. My website is uh, WMP H. No. Uh, my. Uh, M-P-G-H. Sorry, I forgot my whole site. W- I normally just say my pen goes hard because that's mpgh.tv. That's where you'll be able to find Onslaught Creative's finest art director um, here. Uh, wonderful illustrator and powerful designer. What about Indeed. you, Simone? Where can people yeah. find you? You can find me uptown playing the congas uh, with my cousin Atoy dancing salsa. Shout out to Fiji. Happy birthday, youngin. Oh, what up? 25 on 25. Uh-huh. Rare. And you can find me at Don Shot First everywhere. Um, well, I guess see you guys uh, next week. We're going to hopefully have Andy back and uh, some sort of guest. One at a time. I put men like you behind bars every day. One at a time. Legator, you may take my years, but cannot lock my soul away. All the years I had to I've run chased you through the so years. long ago it all now began. Now your journey's out of In end. the shadows on you my shame. for what you've done. But was I ever Death would be your only friend. Do I let this fight and now Do not interrupt just me. to end this life of let pain? Let me finish what I need Will to say. Will the end be welcome now? Fine, I'll let you finish Will first. my journey be in vain? Don't let me get in your way. I only stole a loaf of bread. I have finished all now. All I needed to survive. Okay, now it's if my I turn. up in your do I tell him that I love him? Do I tell him of his child? Now where did this bitch come from? I have no idea. One at a time. Will he ever know? Ladies, seriously, 
me, please hang on. Recognize her. It's hard eyes. enough to talk to him. Did you say my daughter? Yours and mine. One at a time. It's call out freedom. This all has to on the same block. Now this is just a joke. We can solve all of these issues if everyone just spoke one at a time. Taking what we can, because things are getting worse. Taking what we can from everybody. One at a time. What's with all the smoke? Oh, now we're all ears.